dad is an Australian-born actor who studied acting at VCA before coming to New York to the William Esper studio. Everyone in Melbourne would hear stories about a funny, very charismatic girl who Jess was quickly besotted with when they studied together, so I'm very pleased that she's here tonight to tell her story. (laughs) Not another Australian, how obnoxious. Um, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is, I'm having heaps of fun. Everyone's stories are really good. Okay. Um, hi. So, <laughs> uh, I thought heaps about what I would like to share with you all. And I decided that uh, I'd like to tell you the story of how I learned to like whiskey. I wasn't always really cool. It, um, it happened, you know, a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, this is the story of how I learned to like whiskey. So the thing that you all need to know in the beginning is that my early 20s, I was really, really set on myself as, uh, like I had this idea of myself as a cool girl. You know, I like laughed with my mouth wide open. I wore men's shirts, you know, just crazy stuff. Um, And most importantly, the cornerstone of this kind of cool persona that I had crafted for myself was that I drank whiskey, you know, like neat, like not with like ice. Like I just, I really love the taste. Yeah, that's, I love it. So all my friends, you know, we'd all go out together and they'd get vodka lime sodas or, you know, wine. And I'd be like, oh, oh me? Oh, I, um, I'll just have a whiskey. Yeah, I mean, it's just neat. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so when I was tre- 22, I was traveling through uh, Scotland up in the north where they make all the good stuff. Uh, and I was in this tiny little town and we got word that a hurricane was going to come over the town. And I thought, well, maybe this would be a good time. Three days inside, maybe what I'll do is I'll get a bottle of actual real whiskey and maybe I'll try and force myself to like this thing that I tell everyone that I like because it's a part of my personality now. Um, And so the locals all week had been telling me about this whiskey shop that was somewhere on the island. Like I hadn't seen it, but I'd heard about it. And so I go on this furious mission just as the hurricane starts rolling in. I'm like walking around the corner of the bay and there's like this menacing band of like black gray cloud like stalking towards me across the bay. So I come around this bend in this like rocky uh, cliff face and there it is, this tiny little goblin-faced hut that just kind of looks like it's growing out of the mountain. Like this shop is so fucking old that it's like leaning on the rock face for support. And so I open the door and I go in and sitting right in the middle of the shop behind this like rickety desk in this like miasma of tobacco smoke is a sea witch. Like, uh, that's the only way I can describe her. She's kind of young, but also ancient. And she's spry and cheeky, but very grounding and commanding at the same time. She kind of looks at me and her eyes are yellow. Like, I have no idea if they were actually yellow, but in my memory, they live as this yellow set of bird eyes just looking at me. And she says, and what can I help you there with, darling? (laughs) And I say, oh, um, well, I'm here to buy a bottle of whiskey please, ma'am. And she says, of course. And what kind of whiskey do you like? And I confess everything. I spill my guts to this woman. I tell her all about this person that I'm trying to craft and how I really want to like whiskey, but I think it tastes like hell's butthole and I don't know what to do. And she says, what's your name? And I say, Cariad. She says, huh, I'm Morag. Come here and sit by me, eh? So I go over 
And I sit down at her little rickety desk and underneath she has this drawer that is full of these little sample bottles of whiskey, like teeny tiny little nips of whiskey. And uh, for three days, I go back to that woman's shop and we get absolutely fuck-eyed and she teaches me everything that she knows about whiskey. Uh, I'm just gonna see where I'm up to in the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I'd get up in the morning, I'd have my little bit of toast, go down to Morag's and she'd make me sit and take a swallow of whiskey and then she'd be like, stop, now hold it in your mouth. Now swallow, now tell me. What are you tasting? And my answers on the first day were like, oh, I don't know, fire, pain, ashes, regret, I don't know. But then by the third day, my answers were very sophisticated, thank you very much. It was like, I'm getting the ocean, I'm getting honey, I'm getting pickled fruit. Morag was very impressed with me. I just, I need you to know, she was very impressed. And mostly we'd be alone in the shop because the hurricane was going over and uh, it would come around to like three or four o'clock in the afternoon and we'd both be absolutely snookered but also kind of hung over because we started at like 11 and Morag would disappear into the back of the shop and rustle up some food. So it would be like fish fingers or baked beans or whatever Scottish people eat, I can't remember. But whatever it was, it was always delicious because we'd been day drinking forever. And... Uh, the, these were my favorite times of the day because she would start to tell me stories of her life growing up in Scotland and what it was like in the old days and running from the cops and trying not to become her mother. And um, my favorite, favorite story was always the one that she would kind of edge her way into after we'd eaten the fish fingers or the baked beans or whatever. Because she would tell me about the only man that she's ever loved. And it was this guy called Ian. And what happened is Morag and Ian madly in love with each other and they bought the whiskey shop together about two weeks before their wedding day and so they get married they have this whiskey shop and they're staying in town before they go off on their honeymoon it's the day after their wedding and Ian gets up to go and get them some breakfast in the morning and he gets hit by a fishing lorry and he dies and so Morag has had this shop and this love for this man who is dead for the last 40 years she's never loved anyone else she's never left the whiskey shop, and everyone in town knows her as just this woman that lives on the cliff and has the shop and smokes the cigarettes and has the yellow eyes. And um, on our last day together, I actually asked Morag, I, I heard this story a couple of times, and I said, Morag, don't, don't you feel cheated? Like, do you ever still feel sad that you never really got to be with this person that you love? And she says, I have it written down, so I remember, she says, oh, I, but that's no way to live. Plus, I got very lucky. Not everyone can say they know exactly who will be waiting for them on the other side. I need the help in hand. I'm very clumsy. <laughs> so it's been five years that Morag and I have been friends with each other. And she sends me a postcard every three to six months. And it has life advice on it, like stuff that she would say to her daughter if she'd ever had a daughter. And they're always hilarious. She says things like, Carried, if you ever have a big fight with someone you love, get a cheap set of crockery in the cupboard and take a pause in the fight, go outside, smash a couple of plates, and then go back to the fight and see how you feel then, all right? <laughs> and my personal, personal favorite one is, Carried, when you get married, make sure to have a secret bank account that your husband doesn't know about. And then if he, if he ever turns into a slob, you leave him. So... Very good advice, good advice from Morag. And very recently, uh, there was a big break in the postcards. So Morag got COVID and I stopped hearing from her for a little while. 
uh, and I was starting to get worried because I was moving to New York and I wanted to tell her all about it and I wanted to give her my new fancy address in Brooklyn. Um, and then in the final couple of weeks, um, I'm packing my bags and I go down to check the mail and there's a postcard from Morag. And all it says right in the middle is, they think they can take down Morag McCreary. <laughs> They're blind. <laughs> Have a glorious time in New York. I can't wait to hear all about it. So triumph for Morag. <laughs> so I think, I, thank you, thank you. Thank you to Morag. I think that really what my story tonight is about is how we reach out for each other, whether it's across generations, across continents, um, I really truly believe that the universe will bring you all of the people that you're supposed to have. Um, so, uh, the end of the story, I am very, very smug and very glad to say, is that now I love whiskey. Uh, and Slanja, cheers to Morag, eh? <laughs> Thank you.